Hey, it's Cole. Welcome to this week's episode of the Entrepreneur Podcast, where every week we talk about how you can bring your creative dreams to life. I'm here with my friend Adam. How you doing, Cole? I'm doing great. You look great in those overalls. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, Camo shirt, overalls. What's I'm, the vibe? It's. I think today it's airplane mechanic on his day off. Chic. On base. Airplane mechanic, chic. Yeah. Military mechanic Oh, on his day like off. Like Air Force style. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but you know, it could it could go a lot of ways. It could go farmer. I'm not sure that hair is uh, approved by the military. The mullet, the mustache, definitely. But if you want to see a picture of Adam, um, I'll Google do the him. promo videos for this episode. <laughs> oh yeah, right. So you could see Check him on Entrepreneur Podcast on Instagram. Instagram, yes. But uh, this week we're talking about how to grow your creative network from scratch, um, because when you're just starting out in a creative field. Let's say tomorrow you decide, I want to be a musician or I want to be a, a muralist, whatever it is. R- chances are, you know, just about zero people in that industry. And that can make things hard. It can make it hard to progress in your career and to find work and to find shows if you are the only person you know that's doing it. So, you know, this week I figure we talk about uh, how to plant some of those seeds and start those relationships growing. Gosh, it's so that it's such a weird world. It is. Like I remember, you know, touring and before even touring, just playing shows locally as a musician here in Orlando. And like I was my like my mind was I was so stoked when I met the person who books for the social. Right. Which for those of you who don't live in Orlando is like a 400, 400 person yeah. venue. And I was like, that was a big deal. Exactly. It is. I mean, it's a weird world. It is interesting. Yeah. But, uh, you know, not everyone's good at uh, just cold calling people. Not everyone wants to be cold called. I'm horrible at cold calling people. Right. I don't like asking for stuff. Right. So, um, you know, but when you're friends with someone, it feels a lot less uh, weird to uh, work together on stuff. And And that's what you're talking about when you're talking about networking, like building those relationships. Yeah. Getting to know people so that you're not just asking them... uh, Hey, guy, I don't know. Do you want to give me opportunities? So uh, the first one, the first method that I want to talk about is having an art-adjacent project. Uh, You know, recently, I actually started a kind of like a web magazine. Yeah, I saw that, and I felt a little left out, to be honest. Did you? Yeah. You uh, want to be a part of it? Uh, No. Okay. (laughs) But thanks for the invitation. That's all I really wanted. Okay. But, um, unless it starts making a lot of money, then yeah, sure. Okay. Well, in the, in the meantime, it's made zero dollars so far, but, uh, I've been interviewing, uh, just like my audio buddies to write up little profile articles on the website. And I got to say, it's been a nice way to spark conversation with audio folks that I haven't spoken with in a while. And so that kind of gave me actually the idea for this episode because, if I had started doing this years ago, it's an easy way to kind of open a door and say, hey, uh, I'm working on this little side project. Would you mind uh, doing a little interview for it? And now that's someone that you've had a nice interaction with. You've done them a favor by writing up a little article. Uh, and, you know, one one form of that could even be something like a podcast like this, where you talk about art and you could interview artists. And it's just a good way to get in people's inboxes with something besides, hey, can I pick your brain Mm-hmm. Hey, do you have any work to give to me? Mm-hmm. Uh, and to just kind of establish yourself as someone in the scene who exists. Yeah. And it, it's, I think that reciprocal 
benefit is really appealing because you're not calling and asking somebody for something you're calling and I mean, you are asking them for something, but you're also offering them something. Right. Do you have any examples of something like that? Oh, let me think. Uh, I mean, honestly, one of the best examples is uh, the entrepreneur pod. No, the art. We do so many things. The this week in art video series. <laughs> so that's more of like a local thing. And so every week, so through this through Creative City Project, one of our um, companies that produces Immerse, a big arts festival in downtown Orlando. So it's integrated into the arts here in town. And each week we publish something called This Week in Art, which is a short video that highlights three to five interesting arts experiences that are coming up in Central Florida that week. So it may be music or visual art or dance. Um, we we don't really discriminate on art form. Uh, but one of the things that it allows me to do is every month go visit a lot of those leaders at those arts institutions, whether that's a museum or a theater um, or an arts organization. And it um, simultaneously allows an opportunity to continue, continue building those relationships, as well as helping those arts organizations get the word out about their events. And it also continues to connect people to Creative City Project in a meaningful way by providing them some information that they might find helpful. So it's kind of a triple whammy there. Uh, that's a great one. I mean, genius, if you ask me. <laughs> no, and, it's, uh... and and I'll say it. It's not coincidental. Like when a couple years ago, when we started doing this week in art, it came out of asking, okay, what is the audience that we're trying to reach looking for? Uh, and there are tons, and this is probably true in most cities. Like there are tons of calendars like for your weekly newspaper or just your regular daily newspaper or arts organizations have calendars. There are tons of those, but there's very little curation. And so that was a service that we started providing and it was a service to our audience, but then it also served this effect of, of kind of keeping those relationships alive with arts organizations. Yeah. And a, a second way that you can open doors and start creating relationships with other people in your field is to make it a group thing. Uh, not everyone likes okay. to uh, get asked. Nice. <laughs> well, you know, not everyone likes the uh, inbox, you know, Facebook message. Hey, uh, I'm I'm doing, uh, you know, I'm trying to get into recording. Could I take you to lunch Ugh. and pick your brain? Oh, I have a... if I if I see pick your brain in a message, to me that's just an yeah. instant. Like, all right, this guy wants me to do him a favor. You know what I do when I get those emails? I send them a link to this podcast. Do you? <laughs> That'd be funny. I know. I often have done that. And I say, there's way more information here than you and I will ever talk about in an hour long lunch. Yeah. I don't say it like that, but essentially that's the gist. Yeah. I mean, I I don't mind, you know, helping people out, doing some mentorship things here and there. But when someone just says, hey, can I pick your brain over a coffee? To me, that's kind of a turn off of a question. Um, you know, time is valuable. And a cup of coffee is a couple dollars, realistically. Um, I'd almost rather just pay for my own coffee at that point. Uh, so I don't owe you one. But I've been invited to uh, actual cool stuff before. Like there's this thing called the Orlando Synth Meetup. And I think it's once a year. Just all these different keyboard players and uh, producers and just gear heads. They build like these modular synth things. It almost looks like a suitcase full of car parts and computer pieces uh -huh. um but i got invited to that 
um, by somebody who was interested in kind of learning about what I do. And they're just like, hey, I'm going to this thing. Do you want to come? And we can go hang out and talk about stuff there. Like, you know what? Sure, I'll go. And I ended up meeting a lot of cool people. Um, And that, I think, was just a more interesting way of getting to know someone because you have like a shared experience that was actually fun as opposed to just sitting there getting interviewed. Uh, another thing that I used to do, which I think I've talked about in other episodes is that our studio back when I was uh, running a commercial studio, we did these vinyl record nights. So I would just order pizza and like make coffee and we would set up a big turntable with speakers and people would just bring records and we would listen to them. One turntable. Yeah. And so we just took turns, you know, Hey, someone would throw on a record and all these bands would come. And we would just hang out and eat pizza and listen to records. And it just turned into like a little networking thing every time. And every time, at least one or two bands would record with us within a couple of weeks. Oh, cool. So, you know, that was like a lot more fun than just hitting people up like, hey, do you want to come see my studio and give me money to yeah. make music? Yeah. It's more of a way to get them in the room without boring them to death. There was this guy. He actually lives in Orlando again, uh, but his name's Ben Clyde. And this is probably 15 years ago. He and his brother are filmmakers and they were here in Orlando and Ben just gathered a bunch of creative people at the very first location of Red Light, Red Light, which is like a craft beer bar. And uh, it has now since moved twice since then. This is literally like 15 years ago. And I'm still talking about it. Like, this is what came to mind when you brought this point up. Okay. And so, obviously, it had some sort of impact. But he just called a bunch of creative people together that he knew. And it was one of those things where he was like, hey, I think all these people should know each other. I think everybody would benefit from hearing what's going on in each other's worlds. And I still remember going to probably the 10 of those that he had. And there wasn't necessarily an agenda. There was no outcome. It was just like he curated a group of people to come together and have a good time and talk about creativity. And it was wonderful. That's really cool. Uh, we should and be, I'm maybe still we thinking should about be, it. Maybe we should be throwing something like that. Okay, throw it. I'll come. Um, but yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> and the, Fantastic. Uh, the third thing, which this one is um, a little more open-ended. Uh, it can be a choose-your-own-adventure. But it's uh, say yes to helping people out. Okay. Um, and even maybe volunteer a little bit. So one of the uh, most important things that I ever did when it came to building relationships, you're aware of a fellow named Mike Dunn, right? I've heard of him. Yeah. So he had this uh, little three-stage festival uh, called Folk Yeah that he's done a couple times. It's all folk music, right? And I hit him up one time uh, before and I was just like, hey, is there anything I can do? I want to come to the show. Um, but do you need anything? Uh, I can do audio. I can, you know, help set up lights or whatever. He's like, Hey, actually we're going to have a little outside stage during the first half. Would you mind just watching the mixer? And I'll let you set up a little booth if you want to promote your, uh, your studio. And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. So I went in, I packed up like some headphones, nothing too crazy. And just kind of made sure that like the, the artist playing out front had decent enough sound actually made a ton of friends that day um and like that's where i met nick roberts nice um who's a friend of mine that i've worked with on a bunch of music since then uh, and it was like the first time mike and i really worked together on something and that ended up turning into a bunch of cool work mike actually made some songs at my studio uh so you know it's just a way to kind of 
meet people and you're mm. offering up like, hey, if if I can help you with this, I'd be happy to, mm. which I think is a lot different than doing free work Yeah, where, you know, interns needed, which that stuff has value, don't get me wrong. But when you're the one who's setting the terms for the free work, I think it can be a little more valuable on your end. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think about this in terms of just helping the community, whatever you define as the community. I got these trophies up here in my room for 50 most powerful people in Orlando and 40 under 40 and all that stuff. And I was actually thinking about this the other day. All of that is because of the things I've just done to help creativity in the city. It's not because of the success of our for-profit company that can send shows out in the road on the road and that kind of stuff. It's like, creating immerse this festival that has you know now platforms a thousand artists and has is it takes over downtown orlando that loses us money right <laughs> and it's like those are the things that actually i think and i do i don't do that for credit i do that because i think it's important and i like it and i think it has benefit um for the community i live in and i think Thinking that way instead of always thinking about one's self is helpful when it comes to our relationship to the community that it is that we are part of, or in some cases, desire to be part of. Um, helping is one of the best ways to do that. Yeah. And I think that that reminds me of that one uh, saying about like people won't always remember what you said, but they'll remember how you made them feel. Like if you go out of your way to extend a hand to someone, um, even if it's just, hey, let me help you load in your supplies sure, or whatever it is, like stuff like that goes a lot longer way than you might even realize. Yeah. I mean, I heard a friend say the other day that at his company, he's never seen the president of the company carry something. Oof. And and that like ha- has made an impact on this person about the the boss his boss, right? And it's like there's something that really happens when you're willing to do the work, no matter your perceived stature. Definitely, definitely. Well, uh, so there you have it. There's three concrete, foolproof, guaranteed, <laughs> the best three ways ever that you could find a money back guarantee. Uh, to start building some relationships in that creative field that you're trying to break into because, you know, you're only as strong as your community. And people like working with people that are cool and that are friendly. Yep. So get out there, start building relationships, and we'll see you next week. Perfect. I look forward to seeing you again next week, Adam. I'll see you there. See you.